This is Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine, and I'm John Wiener. Who'd want to see a movie about Harvey Weinstein? That's what I thought when I heard that the film She Said about the two New York Times reporters who in 2017 broke the Harvey Weinstein story, that that film had just started streaming this week. But it turns out the film is not really about Harvey, it's more about the system that protected him. And it's really good. For comment, we turn to Katha Pollitt. Of course, she's a poet, essayist, and award-winning columnist for The Nation. Her work has also appeared in The New Yorker, The Atlantic, and The New York Times. Her most recent book is Pro, Reclaiming Abortion Rights. We reached her today at home in Manhattan. Hi, Katha. Hi, John. It's nice to hear your voice. Well, she said started out as a book that won a Pulitzer Prize, I was prepared to be bored by the movie because don't we already know everything we need to know about Harvey Weinstein in that bathrobe at the Peninsula Hotel. But on screen, as we follow the reporters, Megan Toohey and Jody Cantor, played by Carrie Mulligan and Zoe Kazan, I found the movie fascinating and moving. What did you think? I thought it was completely gripping. Um, I think we make too much about, uh, oh, we already know this story. I mean, most stories you know. You uh, you know the story of Hamlet. Everyone died. <laughs> yes, yes. But you still go. There was a lot of new information in there for me because I didn't follow every twist and turn of the story. And I didn't read the book either. So uh, the the way they got the story was was fresh material to me. And I think for a lot of people who went to see it. A lot of people knew about Harvey's crimes, but nobody would talk on the record, especially the women who he had made really famous like Gwyneth Paltrow. So what are our intrepid reporters supposed to do at that point? They decide to focus instead on the employees, the women who work for Harvey at Miramax, but none of them will talk either. The real drama of the film is how they uncover this vast network of enablers who not only help Harvey commit his crimes, but even more important, help him keep them hidden with big cash settlements and non-disclosure agreements, NDAs. So the problem becomes how to write about the NDAs, how to disclose the non-disclosure agreements, and how to get the women who sign them to agree to violate them. Yes, and that's very gripping. It's a lot of journalistic and legal maneuvering. But I love the way each of these women is portrayed so differently. You know, some of them have been driven out of the film business. Some of them have been really quite traumatized for a long period of time. One of them, her husband doesn't even know because she was just so ashamed and wanting to put the whole thing behind her. And I thought that was really interesting. It was a very sympathetic portrait of these women that also seem true, very true to life. The stories of the the victims and how and why each decided to talk is really the heart of, of the movie. And I think it's something that works better on screen. It's something you can do better in a movie than in a book or, or a newspaper uh, article. And that's one of the reasons to see the film. Yes, it was quite exciting. And a film can do that in a way that a book cannot. Um, and I, there were a couple of things I want to mention that I liked very much. Um, one of them was that often in movies about women in women in journalism, there's a suggestion that she uses her sexual wiles to get the story. Um, there's none of that here. 
there's no flirtation between her and between the two women and anybody. And another thing that often happens that didn't happen here is that you see two women competing. Um, and here they're very supportive of each other. And that was good too, because we don't see enough of that, especially now. I feel that portrayals of women are are very negative in all these kind of not exactly, I don't want to say subtle, but because uh, they're not, but you know, it's not like they go out and kill somebody, although they do that too. In the, <laughs> but it it was good to see two women on the same page, cooperating, caring about something more than their careers, which are never, you know, never mentioned. It's never like, oh, we're gonna get the Pulitzer Prize for this. It's it's all about helping women with Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> And um, and each of the, we learn that not only are these women married, they have husbands, they also have kids, and they have to deal with issues of motherhood and babies and being exhausted by being mothers. Yeah, yes, it was also realistic. And another thing I liked, which I think is also more realistic than people think, is that their husbands were very supportive of them. Their husbands were doing a little more of the domestic stuff than would have been the case before the the wives got caught up in this story um, and it was okay. There's never the moment, which there so often is in a movie where the husband says, I'm, I have, I'm having an affair because you're never here. <laughs> you know? There was none of that. The heart of this movie is the victims, especially Ashley Judd, now older. We haven't seen her for a long time and it's clear that she's an older woman now. She is agonizing about whether she should go public with the story of how she had to fend off Harvey's advances in the Peninsula Hotel years ago. And played by herself, she finally gives Jody Cantor the okay to use her name. And this is kind of the climactic moment in the drama of the film. And Jody Cantor, played by Zoe Kazan, breaks into tears because now it means the story can run. It'll be on page one of the New York Times and lots of other women will be empowered to come forward. Crying is something that Woodward and Bernstein did not do when they got the goods on Nixon from Deep Throat. But in this film, it seemed it was completely okay that Jody Cantor burst into tears. I thought, what did you think? I, I felt the same way. Um, I think, you know, crying gets such a bad rap, especially when women do it. When men do it now, it's, it proves that they're human and good. Uh, <laughs> women, are, women are not supposed to cry. It's kind of flipped around in that way. Um, but, you know, you cry for all kinds of reasons. You're happy, you're sad, or just the excessive feeling, relief. And that's what those tears were. And I thought it was both very realistic and did not take anything away from the characters and their hero and their heroism. So the system that protects and enables Weinstein is mostly male, but not exclusively. And that's another one of the key points the movie makes. There's Harvey's attorney, Lisa Bloom, the daughter of Gloria Alred, of course, the famous feminist attorney. And she is a she is fierce in attacking Harvey's victims. What do we know about the real Lisa Bloom? Well, Lisa Bloom was a feminist lawyer and she, until she took this case, uh, and uh, where she played a, 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 a terrible role, um, was, was accused of plotting to undermine the accusers by, by giving out in an underhanded way, information about them and photos of them being happy with Harvey Weinstein after 
these uh, the events that, the, that he was accused of. And Ronan Farrow, who was the New Yorker writer who was also covering the Harvey Weinstein story, he claimed that she would report information that she got from his investigation back to Weinstein. So that's not good. And how uh, unusual is it for accused rapists to have feminist defenders? This is the most common thing in the world. If you're an accused rapist, I say this to all you people out there, <laughs> you, you want a woman lawyer because it defangs, it helps you because the jury is thinking, oh, well, she's on his side. So maybe he's not guilty. And we see that in the, the trial in Los Angeles, where I live, which was in October, the title of the movie and the book, She Said, of course, this comes from the conventional defense in rape trials. It's just a he said, she said situation. She said it was rape. He said she agreed to do it. And in fact, in the L.A. trial, when the wife of the governor, Gavin Newsom, Jen Newsom, testified uh, that she had been raped by Harvey Weinstein, his attorney said that she was, quote, just another bimbo who slept with Harvey Weinstein to get ahead in Hollywood, close quote. That's horrible. It is horrible. And it's shocking that a, a lawyer can say that and not feel that this will redound against his client, that the client has such a vulgar and sexist lawyer. Now, I think it's still very, very hard to prove rape. Um, in the case of the governor's wife, Harvey was found not guilty. You're absolutely right. So, quote, just another bimbo. And this was in October, three months ago. Yeah, it worked. It's shocking. Of course, it's not like he's going to get out of jail anytime soon. So there's that. Yeah. In fact, let's just review where we stand with Harvey. He's now serving a 23-year sentence in New York. Uh, after being found guilty of criminal first-degree sexual assault and third-degree rape in Los Angeles trial. Uh, more recently, he was found guilty on three felony counts, counts, including forcible rape, forcible oral copulation, and forcible penetration by a foreign object. Uh, Monday of this week, the judge in L.A. announced Weinstein will be sentenced for those uh, convictions on February 23rd. That could be 18 more years, which are likely to be served, we are told, concurrently with his New York charges. Universal is now campaigning to get Zoe Kazan nominated for the Oscar for Best Actress and Carrie Mulligan for Best Supporting Actress. Carrie Mulligan has already been nominated for a Golden Globe. This is a revealing challenge to Hollywood. Will they honor the film about their own corrupt system of power that protected rapist studio executives who made films that won Oscars and appeared at the Oscar ceremonies? Well, Hollywood loves to think well of itself, doesn't it? It's always patting itself on the back for some good deed. So maybe they'll just offer the, everyone in this movie the Gene Hirschhold <laughs> so um, my husband and I saw this movie together and we both liked it a lot, but um, my husband felt that the emphasis placed on Harvey Weinstein as a perpetrator has made it seem as if he's the only one. Um, everybody else is less culpable because Harvey Weinstein's sins were so egregious. I don't agree with this, um, but it does remind me of this 
this uh, thing called the, the Marie Curie effect that when Marie Curie won the Nobel Prize, actually she won it twice, but when she won it, people thought, oh, this is going to be great. Now women, people will take women scientists seriously and women will get more jobs in, in, in science. And the opposite happened. What happened was a woman would go up for a job and they'd say, well, she's good, but she's no Marie Curie. <laughs> So here it's like, well, okay, he's a rapist, but he's no Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> of course, the movie makes the point of say, saying, if this could happen to powerful and world famous actresses, imagine what happens to ordinary working class women on the job. Yes, but you know, it wasn't that there being um, famous actresses didn't really protect them at all. Um, some of them never got another job. A lot of them were psychologically traumatized for decades. And the end of this movie does not say the Me Too movement arose and now everything is okay. It very clearly does not say everything is now okay. What it says is this is the story of how easy it is for predatory men in power to be kept there by a corrupt system of people who either look the other way or protect them, and how much work it took to break through the system, how hard it was for two New York Times reporters to do that, and that these people were, these two women were really good at their jobs. And it pays tribute to them and to the people who talked, and it does not say this solved the problem. Right. And that's very important because I think some people do think, oh, yeah, me too. That was 20. When was that? 2017, 2018. Well, we're over it now because now you can't do those things. No one would do those things now. But that's not true. Men still do those things and they still get away with it. The film is She Said. It's streaming now on Peacock. And it's available as pay-per-view on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, and Vudu. You can read Katha Pollitt's award-winning column at thenation.com. Katha, thanks for talking with us today. Thanks so much for having me, John. You've been listening to Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine. You can hear more interviews like this one at thenation.com, and you can subscribe to Start Making Sense at iTunes Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Wiener. Thanks for listening. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.